Hi everybody and welcome back to the Unofficial Guide to Medicine podcast. Today is another one of our OSCE revision series and is actually the first episode of four of a mini-series covering everything to do with the chest. Hoiling Ong is going to go through how to take a history from someone who presents with chest pain. Hello everyone, it's Haley here today and this is the first of our OSCE Station's chest series podcast. I'll be sharing with you some top tips on getting through a chest pain history today. The first step of any OSCE station, it will always be to introduce yourself and gain consent from the patient. Always, always, always be polite because your patient can give you some precious extra points on how you perform, but also because it's just easier getting information when you've built good rapport with someone. So there are lots and lots of advantages to being nice, and I do believe that most people are just instinctively and naturally nice. So you're really getting points for just being human. I'm sure everyone knows the generic structure of taking a history, and it can almost feel like a drab checklist of things to ask. But I always find it extra useful to have this one main question sitting in the back of my head, and that is, what internal structure is this chest pain coming from and you can break it down into is it the heart is it the aorta is it the lungs is it the upper gi tract or is it musculoskeletal pain and you can differentiate between all of this if you just get a detailed history on where the pain is felt exactly and what it feels like to the patient many of you will be familiar with the socrates acronym which highlights all the things that you need to ask about the pain. Try to be as specific as you can and get specific answers from the patient. You want to know about the site, onset, character, radiation, associated symptoms, timing of the pain, exacerbating and relieving factors, and the severity. If we expand a little bit upon the associated symptoms, it's key that you need to ask about the five cardinal symptoms related to the chest, and that is breathlessness, cough, palpitations, syncope, and edema. And again, you want to know about those things in a bit more detail. I'd like to share with you some key phrases that I've come across throughout medical school that make certain diagnoses more likely. The first is if you've identified a central crushing type of chest pain. That, more often than not, is probably going to be a myocardial infarction. Second, is a central tearing kind of chest pain that radiates to the back, in which case you want to be thinking about an aortic dissection. Burning chest pains coming from the epigastric region and radiating up the way is probably going to be a gastro esophageal reflux disease or something related to the esophagus. Pain worse on lying down and is probably centralized is probably going to be pericarditis. Diffuse chest pain that's kind of worse on inhalation or exhalation and usually associated with shortness of breath is usually something respiratory related such as a pulmonary embolism, pneumonia or pneumothorax all clinically dependent on how the patient is presenting to you. A sore chest on certain movements with a history of trauma or intensive exercise has musculoskeletal cause written all over it. 
And once you've completed asking about all of this in detail, you can move on to your past medical history where you'd want to know about previous or ongoing cardiovascular conditions such as a previous myocardial infarction, hypercholesterolemia, peripheral vascular disease, stroke, hypertension, rheumatic fever, and diabetes. This then leads nicely into their drug history, so you can ask them, so what are you taking for that? And how regularly do you take your medications? How many pills do you take in a day? And you want to listen out for cardiovascular medications such as an ACE inhibitor or a beta blocker, and sometimes diuretics. You'd also want to know about drugs that help control their comorbidities, such as metformin for diabetes and statins for cholesterol control. Don't forget to ask about drug allergies too. Once you've established their drug history, you may also want to know about other cardiac risk factors. And a good place to get a good idea about their modifiable risk factors would be their social history. You can ask in detail about their smoking status, diet, exercise, or alcohol and substance misuse. You then want to find a little bit more about their non-modifiable risk factors, which is why family history is essential. You want to inquire about their first-degree relatives with congenital heart disease or other heart conditions and diabetes. At the end of your questions, always remember to summarize your findings. And I usually summarize them back to the patient and say, do correct me if I've misunderstood anything and thank them. If you are required to present the history to your examiner, you should summarize it back to them. And if they prompt you for a differential, just keep calm, break it down into cardiac causes and non-cardiac causes. And because you've taken a history with the question, where is this pain coming from at the back of your head? you will be able to rationalize it back to the examiner as to why your top differential is more likely compared to the rest of them. But also, you'd want to safety net yourself by saying you will investigate further with diagnostic tests that will rule a differential in or out, such as blood tests, particularly troponin if you suspect a myocardial infarction, an ECG, and a chest x-ray. This is the bare minimum of tests you should order for someone who's coming in with chest pain. If you are further prompted for an initial management according to your top differential, and it happens to be an acute coronary syndrome, say that you'd like to start them on an aspirin and clopidogrel and treat them symptomatically with morphine, oxygen, and nitroglycerin. I hope that was all very useful for those of you tuning in. That was a whistle-stop tour of how I approach a chest pain history, and the resource I used to supplement the session was the UGTM Passing OSCEs textbook. Thank you everybody for listening. Next week there'll be another episode in our chest revision series which will cover how to do a cardiovascular examination. If you would like to purchase the unofficial guide to Passing OSCEs, you can do so via our website. And if you'd like to keep up to date with what podcasts we are releasing, you can follow us on our social media on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We'll see you next week.